This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. Helen Appleby is a British New York-based women's leadership expert and host of the Unwritten Rules of Women's Leadership podcast. Today, she's on the line with me to discuss the tools women can use to write their own rules, navigate their versions of success, and achieve their potential. Hello, Christine. Thank you for having me, my love. Um, so I am, as you said, I'm a women's leadership coach um, and a speaker and a podcaster too. Um And I'm an executive coach and I coach senior leaders and women on their leadership journey and help them all lead even better. Um, And before I did this, I had my own commercial career, um, including actually living three years in Kuala Lumpur in Asia and uh, managing the region for the company that I was working for. So I've lived and worked in six countries um, and ended up running a billion dollar business here in the States. Um, And on that journey, I think on the way I discovered that I liked growing people more than I liked growing brands or businesses, which then led to, you know, a five year plan to uh, to leave corporate life and, and become a coach and do this. I think the first thing to start off with, which sounds quite uh, a baseline level, is what distinguishes women's leadership specifically? You know, why sort of mm. go into that specific yeah, I think um, it was one of the paths that I followed. Right? I I got very senior. So honestly, the, the, the leaders I work with now are either very senior or they're women who are on their leadership journey. And I think, to be honest, Christine, it, it, being a, a woman as a leader is subtly different, right? The, the standards that we're held to, the rules that work for us are different than they are for men. Um And I think, you know, so what I discovered on the way when I was coaching women one-on-one is that these themes kept coming up, right? The same things kept coming up. Um, And they were the same things that I'd struggled with on my journey. And so at some point, you know, I just felt compelled to write them down. Mm. Um, But I think at the heart of it, you know, if we're to boil it down to one thing, and it isn't one thing, but um, if we were to boil it down to one thing, I think... The biggest thing that stands out for me is that as women, you know, we were girls, we were little girls. And what I notice in many women and that I noticed in me um, and I noticed when I run the course is just in a sense how much we are taught to be good girls when we're little and how much that kind of good girl conditioning stays with us, stays with us into adulthood and, you know, the expectations even of us. Is conditioned into us, but it's also conditioned into other people, right? They expect us to be good girls too, right? And to demonstrate, you know, a narrower range of emotions than are acceptable for men mm-hmm. and a narrower range of behaviors, right? The way we negotiate to be effective is often, you know, has to be different. So, and I felt on my journey that that wasn't really taught, right? I was in two of the biggest companies in England. Um, and I went on all the courses, you know, I was the high potential talent, right? I went on all the courses and none of them really taught me what I eventually found out that I needed to learn, right? The tools and strategies that I really needed to learn to navigate and succeed in corporate life as a woman. 
Yeah. So they felt unwritten, if you like. So, you know, I wrote them. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and I teach them. Yes. I, I mean, I think, you know, uh, what I want to start with is something that I personally struggle with, which is sort of, I think, communicating as a woman is very different from communicating as a man. Um, yeah, from from truly, uh, clearly very biased perspective of mine, but um, something that I've realized uh, and, and something that has been lampshaded in, I think, uh, a, a few forms of media as well, is uh, the Im- the inability to state an opinion or come up with an idea without apologizing for it first. Uh, this mm. is something that, you know, uh, apologies are sort of baked into <laughs> womanhood a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, uh, like there's a definite difference between, uh, let's say, you know, I want to talk to uh, a, a superior. My sort of... Uh, my instinct is to knock on the door and say, oh, I'm sorry, am I disturbing you? Are you free to chat? And I, there's a much more direct approach that I think men have where they would just knock and be like, are you free? And there's no, you know, apology. There's no... The qualifiers. Tentative, yeah, qualifiers or anything like that. So yeah. I think let's start with that first, you know, what sort of distinguishes that sort of communication and how do you move past that? Yeah. So I have a very specific phrase for that, Christine. I call that leaky language. Right. And all of those, all of those expressions, right. Often they start with just like just a quick note to, right. Just following up on, or they start with sorry. So if you Google very interesting example, there's a Pantene ad, right. Procter and Gamble Pantene shampoo ad, right. If you Google Pantene, sorry, advert, you'll see there's a brilliantly depicted ad which shows a number of examples of women apologizing for things that they didn't even do, right? It shows a guy sitting down next to a woman and bumping into her and her apologizing to him. It's just absolutely laughable, right? And, and for me, that kind of leaky lang is a way of just dissipating our power, Right. And we do it. It comes from the good girl conditioning that we were just talking about. Mm. Okay. And it's a way of kind of diluting ourselves and diluting our impact that we're taught, right? We're taught from when we're really little. And if you want to show up with executive presence and impact, then learning to recognize that. And some of them are really, you know, like it's probably a stupid idea, but can I just suggest that? Right. I really, you know, on the course, we really work on this to rephrase that. Right. When I reviewed the deck, I noticed that. Okay. Which is much, it's, you know, it's not rude. It's still, you know, calm and kind and graceful. And it doesn't give away your power, it doesn't leak your power. So I think, you know, you highlighted a great example. and really, you know, a, a way that women can learn to overcome this kind of behavior because you don't need it and it doesn't serve you. It doesn't make you look like a senior leader. It doesn't make you look strategic. It doesn't make you look impactful. It makes you look hesitant and junior and not powerful. So is the way to sort of battle that instinct, uh, is, is the way to battle that instinct focusing on you know the facts of the situation is it to um get to like how mentally do you arrive at that point where you can turn that leaky language off in a way so part of it is awareness right part of it is 
taking it out. So just is a great example, right? Just a note two. Take out just. Backspace, 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 backspace. And remember me, right? And then with sorry, what I would, what I often suggest is, I mean, obviously, if you knock into someone and you knock their coffee all over them and it is actually your fault, then you can say sorry. But don't apologize for existing, <laughs> right? And just turn it into gratitude. Thank you for your patience. Mm. Thank you for waiting for me. Right? And be grateful instead because it's, it doesn't give away your power. So some of it is awareness. Some of it is practice that we do on the course. And some of it might even just be getting a buddy, right? Making a pact with another woman, right? I'm all about sisterhood and about women supporting other women and just finding someone to help you and to point it out, right? It's really just awareness and practice. A hundred percent. I really love the idea of keeping each other accountable as well. Uh, I yeah. do have a, a female colleague who is very good at this sort of direct communication. Um, mm -hmm. And I have tried to emulate that form of communication, uh, especially when it comes to the written word. I think in, in, in the spoken, uh, maybe I have become slightly more direct, but, uh, with, <laughs> but with the written word, I tend to find myself doing that thing where um, you pepper exclamation marks in so you don't sound too aggressive or like the, that whole yeah. thing of, you know, uh, the way that our phrase is like, hi, I'm, I'm just dropping you this little, you know, yes. da, and yeah, exactly. Yes. Right. Exactly. So backspace, backspace, correct. Backspace, so backspace. I, meanwhile, uh, this colleague of mine will fully just send emails that say, this is a thing that's happening. Go. And I'm so to learn from, I think the other women in your, in your mm -hmm. community and in your space mm -hmm. for sure is really important. And to, you know, talk to them about it and say, okay, well, I mean like what we're doing now, right. Is to learn from each other and see what you can do um, um, to to work together on that for sure, and you know this is also not to say that it's it's you know um, to put all of the responsibility and the onus on women to fix these problems. I mean, we could honestly talk for hours. There are so many other, I guess, sort of. There are so many other fallacies, so many other obstacles that uh, women do face. Uh, these subtle things that we need to uh, focus on and change. But, of course, uh, it's not just the individual that is responsible for all these issues. A lot of them are also systemic as well. So mm -hmm. it is time to take a short break. But after the break, I will continue my conversation with Helen Appleby about the unwritten rules of women's leadership. And we'll be talking about how your environment can help you to better be a female leader as well. So do stay tuned to Raise Your Game on BFM 89.9. Break from monotony. BFM 89.9. You're listening to Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. On the line with me today is Helen Appleby, who is a British New York-based women's leadership expert and host of The Unwritten Rules of Women's Leadership, as well as author of the book by the same name as well. Today, we're talking about all these obstacles that women have in their path and also how others can help as well. Before the break, we talked about the problem of leaky language, all the justs and sort ofs and sorries that women pepper into their everyday speech and communication um, that are actually impacting uh, your ability to communicate. So from here, what I would love to do is talk about the environment 
around mm. uh, women uh, in leadership positions as well. You can plant a mm-hmm. seed and the seed can be healthy, but if the seed is not in the right soil, it's not going to grow, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. what can leaders in general do to support women leaders in their organization? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Really crucial question, right? Especially for your male listeners. Because, you know, this is not about fixing the women, right? It is about giving women extra tools and strategies that they need based on research and based on my experience of working with women. But if you're in an environment where you're speaking into a listening, where you're not being heard, then like you said, you know, it's very hard for the seed to grow. So great questions for leaders, any leaders that want to help to ask themselves, Okay, there's an, actually an afterword in my book. There's a chapter at the end where I ask a series of questions. But, you know, these are things that the, it's important for people in the organization to think about. And the first question I ask is, are you a leader or are you leading a team or leading an organization that you would want your daughter to work for? Right. Is there basic respect? Are women seen and heard? Are they listened to? You know, do you have a clear sexual harassment policy? right? Do you have clear rules? Do you have paternity leave? Do you have flexible working? You know, do you have the things that you would want your daughter to have if she was working in your organization? And if not, what are you doing about it? Right? And if you don't have a daughter, then, you know, your sister or, you know, another female that you love and care for, right? So, Are you working for an organization that you'd want a woman that you care for to work for? And then the other questions that I ask leaders are really, you know, do you hold women to a different standard? When you describe someone's behavior, you know, they're arrogant, they're pushy, they're ambitious, right? If you're describing Joanna, right, would you hold a man to the same standard? Would you say the same thing if that person was called John? Right. And ask yourself that. Right. The other thing that the research shows is that when we're evaluating talent and we're looking at new roles for men and women, imagine a new role needs someone to do A, B, C, D, right? Whatever those tasks are. What the research shows is that unconsciously, when we're talking about a man, a man will often be promoted based on his potential. Right. So John may have done A, B, C, D. And what the people around the table will often say is, John can do A, B, C, therefore he's going to crush it at D. He has all the potential he needs to do D. And unconsciously, we look at a woman who's done A, B, C for the same role, we will say, hmm, hmm, she hasn't done D. Right, because what the research shows that Men are promoted based on their potential and women are only promoted based often based on their track record. So again, it's do you hold women to the same standard? Right. And the other distinction I like to give leaders is, you know, do you understand the difference between confidence and competence? And are you promoting based on competence, not confidence? Because the ability to you know, be friends with senior leaders, play golf with them, support the same sports teams as them, you know, talk well, make yourself high profile 
is different from being able to do the job well. And we get confused between the two. Right? And then the final question is, do you listen to women? And obviously, I'm sure every one of the people who are listening said, of course I do. <laughs> right? But like, do you really listen to women? Because what the research shows is that men interrupt people twice as much as women do. Right? Men interrupt twice as much as women do. And you know, when men interrupt in meetings, three quarters of the time that they interrupt, they interrupt women. So are you really listening to women? Are you, are you listening to interrupt, not listening to understand? Right? So really thinking about that. Am I listening? Am I interrupting? Right? Let her finish. And what's interesting and so challenging for us, Christine, is that, do you know what? It's not just men. <laughs> right? Women, we, women, interrupt less. Right? We interrupt half as much as men do. But when we interrupt, we also interrupt other women more than we interrupt men. So it's interesting, isn't it, how unconsciously, you know, it can it can really end up that women are not seen and heard and held to the same standard and promoted in the same way that men are. And much of it is unconscious. And I think the final thing to leave you with is this whole idea of mentors. Right? Mentors are career accelerators, right? Mentors and sponsors are both career accelerators, right? Mentors are people who tell you, talk to you about their journey, right? They're two steps ahead of you. But naturally, people tend to take an interest in or mentor, right? They may not even call it mentor. And then take an interest in, spend time with, you know, how's it going? How are you getting on? Are you struggling? Right? We tend to be drawn to taking an interest in people that look like us when we were younger, remind us of ourselves when we were younger, Right, all of us, right? even me, I look at what I'm doing, right? I'm helping people that remind me of me when I was younger. Right? So that's natural. But what can happen is if everyone at the top of the organization doesn't look like you, then often what will happen is that people won't take an interest in you, right? So the fact when I was you know, navigating corporate life, the fact that I was supposed to have mentors was not an unwritten rule, right? I knew that. I just didn't know how to ask. And I didn't, I wasn't being asked, right? And the fact is, if you don't look like the people that are above you in the organization, the likelihood is you won't get asked and you will have to ask, right? And again, in the book and in the course, I teach women how to do that. But I think, you know, for your male listeners and for your senior leaders of all types who are listening, right? Think about who is it you mentor? Who is it you sponsor, right? Who do you sponsor is a second level career accelerator, right? And that's a sponsor is someone that talks about you when you're not in the room, who can get you into rooms that you can't get to yourself, right? So, you know, oh, there's a job coming up in another market, right? There's a job coming up, opening our Hong Kong office or being in Hong Kong. And then someone might say, oh, you know, I know Christina. I think Christine would like that. Oh, really? Would she? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yes. No, I think she would. 
right? And suddenly you're in the room when you wouldn't have been there before. So again, as a senior leader, really beholden on all of us to think, who do I mentor? Who do I sponsor? Do they all look like me? And can I expand that list and add people that don't look like me to that list based on their competence, not just their confidence? love all of that so much uh, and again this is a topic that we could truly talk about for ages and ages mm. and ages but unfortunately that does bring us to the end of the show thank you so much Helen for speaking to me about the unwritten rules of women's leadership today thank you Christine it's an absolute pleasure my you've been listening to Raise Your Game I'm Christine Wong and I've been speaking to Helen Appleby who is a British New York based women's leadership expert and host as well as author of the unwritten rules of women's leadership if you have missed any part of this conversation you want to listen back you want to hear more about leaky language you can go ahead and do that with our podcasts that are available on our app which is on the apple app store and google play and you can also head over to bfm.my to listen to this show and many many more this is bfm 89.9 you have been listening to a podcast from bfm 89.9 the business station for more stories of the same kind Download the BFM app.